Hey everybody, welcome back to the Marvel Super Awesome Super Show. I'm Creech. I'm John. And wow, boy, do we have some stuff to talk about today. Uh yeah, are we are we just gonna talk about the uh episode or did we want to talk about like all the other news with Marvel? Let's start with the other news. Alright. Because I was comparing us to, or comparing Hawkeye to Daredevil every episode we've had so far. And then Kevin Feige's like, you know what? Charlie Cox is amazing. He's going to be Daredevil. <laughs> and I'm ecstatic about that. Like, yeah, so when, when do you think we're going to see Daredevil? Oh, Spider-Man. No Way Home. Okay. And I'm going to tell you what I think it's going to be. Mm-hmm. I believe we are going to get Matt Murdock as uh, Peter Parker's attorney. Matt Murdock is... Daredevil. Um... Oh. Oh. Yes. Okay. Charlie Cox, who plays Matt Murdock. And Matt Murdock is also Daredevil. So Matt Murdock plays Daredevil. He's a guy who plays a guy. Okay. Gotcha. So it's kind of like how Doctor Strange plays um, Stephen Strange. Or is that vice versa? What? Anyways. <laughs> um. So that was our first... Well, that wasn't even the first. I... That's a big bit of news. Um, another big thing we got was the intro, or what is it? Um, Beyond oh, the yeah, Spider-Verse? The, the, what was the, it? The first teaser? The first trailer? teaser of uh, the, the next Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, which is Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. Mm-hmm. And it looked good. The title worries me. Because it says part one? Because it's a part one. Um, look at, like, Marvel Studios realized mm-hmm. that part one and part twos don't sell as well. Yeah. Because the audience feels like they're being cheated. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why they went with Infinity War and Endgame. Originally, it was going to be Infinity War part one, Infinity War part two. Yep. Um. But I think, you know, Marvel realized, you know, it's, even though it's one story, we shot it at one time, it needs, it's two different stories. It's got two different feelings and emotions. And that's what I want. <laughs> um, I'm, I am excited for um, the, the next Into the, Across the Spider-Verse. Um, I think it's going to be interesting and fun. Yeah, and I did not think we were going to get a second one. I did. Um, I don't know why I never expected that, but. Um, well, did you, did you not know that it was going to happen, Andrew? No, I did not. Because they announced it pretty early on. I wasn't paying attention. Like over COVID, they mm-hmm. they actually had a um 
they did the first teaser for it. Yeah, no, missed that. Yeah, well, that's why we started this show. Huh. So I don't miss things, or because I miss things? Both, yes. Fair enough. (laughs) Um, let's see, what other big news did we get? That's... Andrew Garfield is such a poor fella. I just want to point this out right now. Okay. So, Andrew Garfield plays Spider-Man, Peter Parker, in the Amazing Spider-Man story. And, you know, it's rumored, basically confirmed, but still rumored, that it's going to be him and uh, Tobey Maguire coming into No Way Home. Um, Andrew Garfield just released a new movie on, um, Netflix a couple weeks ago. Um, me and my girlfriend, Michelle, we watched it. Uh, It's a musical, Tick, Tick, Boom. He is fantastic in it. The musical is amazing. If you like musicals, highly recommend it. But all he, during his entire, like, press tour for this movie that he did really good in, he's just been asked about. No Way Home and Tom Holland and it's kind of undercutting his achievements. I feel bad for him. Dang. I you can tell me who Andrew Garfield is and I couldn't tell you which one he is. Um I just know he's one of the Spider-Mans. He likes lasagna. Hates Mondays. Mhm. Oh, okay, that one, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I do have a little bit of other news. Yeah, um, what's up? The So, in the amusement park world, have you heard about the Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind ride? Um, is that the one at uh Epcot? Yes, that's the one going into Epcot. Yes. I've yes, heard so of they've it. they've said that that will be opening in summer of 2022, which is very exciting. Um, and that they're going to have a lot of Zendarians and that you are going to be able to meet and greet with. And so it's going to be a cool experience over there. Um, and then the second Avengers campus is opening, uh, yeah, over in Disneyland Paris, um, which I was was hoping it opened a little earlier so I'd be able to go visit, but that's okay. Um, yeah, so that's some exciting stuff. That's exciting. I'm, I mean, I live in Florida, so I, I'll probably go visit at some point. Maybe this year, maybe next. Yeah. Well, it'd be maybe next year, maybe the following year. We'll see. Understandable. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so let's see. I think that's that's pretty much all the news we got. Oh, I do have a mm-hmm. PSA for everyone. Make sure you get your COVID booster shots. Mm, yes, I I got mine to on the sixth. Yes, um, and it kicked my butt yesterday. Today I'm fe- still feeling a little under the weather, but beats COVID. So. Get your shot. Yes, do that. I'm getting mine Monday. 
Nice. Get your yes. little Fauci ouchie. Indeed. All right, let's get into some Hawkeye. All right. Um. um <laughs> where where to begin? Let let I just want to say. I, I I need to go back. I I need to go back and rewatch the third episode. I think this one might be my favorite episode, but I the I I again I have very bad recency bias. You do. But I, I do think the third one actually is better. I really liked the pacing of this episode, though. I thought it was much better than the first two, and I kind of see where you were coming from with that. Um, we got to see a lot more into um, Clint and Kate's not partnership, not friendship. It, it's it's father-daughter. <laughs> yes. And... Oh! Oh? I get it. Why she doesn't what, have a dad? No, it's Clint. Clint's now her dad. Yeah, I get it. I understand. Mm-hmm. Good job, Andrew. So um, I thought we we see a little bit more, not a lot, but we see Kate kind of realizing, like, hey, you can't be. Um, I'm gonna use a word you might not know, John Wayne. Uh, you can't be a jizz tot. What? So this is a this is a word in the uh, marching band community. Um, uh, a jizz tot is essentially a teeny bopper. A uh, teeny what? bopper is okay. Love okay. Teeny bopper is essentially anyone who's under uh twenty one. Essentially, anyone who is not who is still eligible to march essentially is a teeny bopper. So it's anyone like twenty two or younger. Like you know, those okay. are teeny boppers. Jizz tots are people who are teeny boppers that are just like obsessed with like um so when I marched in a group called Equinox in 2018 I was one of the soloists and all the little teeny boppers that were jizz tots would come up and be like oh my god are you Andrew Creech you're so good at drums and I'd just be like thanks and those you know it's like it's like the the people who are idolizing somebody that like and and freaking out about it kind of way. And we kind of see throughout this episode, Kate slowly realizing that she can't be like that. Um, mainly where I'm talking about is where she goes to visit Clint. Um, and basically is like, hey, uh, like, you're, you're going to have a Christmas celebration. Like, the, tonight's movie marathon night with your family. Like, you, you can't be with your family right now, so I'm going to be your family type thing. Um. So I I liked seeing her kind of mature a little bit. Um, I don't want to see her fully mature. Um, kind of like I don't Spider-Man. think she will. Yeah, well, I mean, it's that's, like that's my... just who who her character is. Well, and that's where I was gonna get to is yeah, I don't I don't think she should just like how Spider-Man and Peter Parker are very childish. Um, and it like, depends on the comic too. Like, well, the in is, the MCU, hey, right. But I'm also, like, comparing it to the comics. Like, in the comics, Kate's always, like, this brass, confident individual who goes her way, does what she wants. Peter Parker, he's always Peter Parker until they've done some comics where he, you know, grows up. He has Parker Industries. Mm -hmm. It's Peter, Peter Porker. 
No, they don't do well. They there's a Peter Porker, but yeah, yeah. But he starts to you know have issues trouble issues juggling <laughs> Peter Parker and Spider Man, and he does. And in order to fix that, he um hires someone to pretend to be Spider Man, so Peter Parker and Spider Man can be in the same room together. It's weird. Yeah. Um. Uh, so, I'm trying to think what else I really enjoyed overall with the episode. Um, I thought the the final reveal that we both kind of predicted was going to happen in episode four. Galena. Um, yep, I thought that was phenomenal. I honestly thought that Echo had superpowers at first. Before we saw, you know, that the person was masked. Mm-hmm. Um, I was legitimately like, like Kate's like, uh, Maya's here, and I and it's like, yeah, I know, I'm fighting her, and I was like, wait, does she have like superpowers where she can do this? And <clears throat> then I see that you know it's it's a masked assassin. It's like, oh well, who could that be? Yeah, which um, we both knew. I mean, anyone who's been watching the movies know knew that that was Yelena. So the I, I kind of want to talk about Yelena real quick. Okay. What is said at the end. So we're probably gonna end up doing this whole episode in reverse. Um, maybe we'll see. Uh, but Clint says somebody hired a black, black widow. widow assassin. Yep. So yes and no, because she's no longer a like the red room is destroyed. Right, but she's still a Black Widow, just like yes. Natasha was a Black Widow. And so, obviously, uh, that one lady from Friends is the one who hired her. Not even hired. Really, basically, it was like, hey, yo, kill Hawkeye. Cause also, it's she... not Friends. Uh, Seinfeld, my bad. Thank uh. you. And so, that happens. But, like, what I'm trying to think here is... Does Sharon Carter? Yep. Who did she call at the end of? Or like, well, I guess she called because she's still the power broker, and she basically gets into like all the government secrets, right? Yep. That's how the end of that that whole thing goes. Do you think Sharon Carter can somehow be afflicted with, or is afflicted associated with the, um, what are those people? The anti-Avenger people? The the uh, uh, Thunderbolts. Thunderbolts, yes. Um, I don't think so. She might be. Um, but it'd kind of be a. I don't know. She was against what's his name? Against. Uh, Iron Man, correct? Nope. Not Iron Man. I'm thinking of. Uh. I might be thinking too. I'm like thinking Civil War. Are you talking about like against as in? Like very recently she was against US agent. Ah, yes. Okay. Um, so I don't see her wanting to be on a team with US agent. Well, but okay. Could she maybe like maybe she could have. Like, I think she could potentially. I don't think we're going to see her, but I think she could have involvement in all of this because 
Like she could have known possibly about that black market trade through being the power broker. She also could have known about uh, the uh, tracksuit mafia. Like, like I feel like there, there's potential that, you know, we could be seeing her power broker status kind of being a bigger role in this, um, like the human side of the MCU that we're currently exploring. Um, I, 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 I think we will, but I don't think, I don't think she's a part of this story. Okay. I don't, and the reason why is, is think of it from like a narrative standpoint. We have, Marvel needs to kind of pick up, needs to write new pieces, right? Yeah. We had Thanos, done. Thanos is done. All the old Avengers more or less are gone. We need to write some new heroes, create some new villains, some new lasting groups like S.W.O.R.D. Because they already screwed S.H.I.E.L.D. over. So I, I think right now it's the beginning of the MCU all over again. They're introducing us to things. We're going to, you know, have to deal with meeting new people, learning new faces, expecting to see uh, De La Fontaine in, at the end of every episode. Or every movie. So, or, you know, not exactly that, but more or less. They have to retrain the audience. And say, this is where our story is now. This is where we're going to go. Yeah, that's fair. I don't know. You know me. I like to speculate the crazy things. Yep. Um, so, I, I know it's very unlikely, but... Oh, come on, computer. You don't need it show the black screen just because i'm not moving my mouse doesn't mean i'm not here um all right so yelena all of that oh the rolex the okay. rolex i'm so glad because i so was going we to say were, that's the next thing we're talking about we were i think we were wrong i don't think that's the the time it's not it's definitely not okay i do not know who it is associated with i have a theory laura how did Clint and Laura meet? We don't know. Oh, She's got oh. a lot of like, like special ops kind of skills. Yeah, like I mean, she's, she's literally very... being his assistant from right. home. She's a work yeah, from home she's, assistant. <laughs> she's the guy in the chair. Yeah, more or less. So, so I think uh, that Rolex is hers. Or at least has information about her in it. That's weird to say, but you know. Well, did it? Didn't they say? Didn't he say him? It was. It's a friend. Mm hmm. Then no more friend. That's what he said. Okay. I also watched this at like six in, or five in the morning, so memory might be a little off. Yeah. What I looked up just now, like people are also suspecting it's Laura. 
Um, and that. Ah, uh, okay. Here we go. It says clearly Laura Barton worked as a shield agent in the past. Several signs point to her connection with the agency from her knowledge of Clinton Natasha's mission to speaking multiple language. Laura is not just some regular stay-at-home mom. No, she has ties to the Avengers and Shields. Also, don't forget, Laura is the one who brought up the Rolex to Clint. Even though the Ronin suit is the primary concern at the moment, she decides to bring up something as small as a watch. Yeah. I, I definitely think it it makes most sense for it to to somehow go back to her. Um, I'd like to see how. Or like, I'd, I'd like, I'd kind of like a little bit more backstory of the watch and why it goes to her, you know? Yeah. Um, so I'm sure we'll we... get it. I, I hope. Um, yeah. All right. So now, I ha- now I'm having to think of this episode backwards. So before that, we got uh, the, f- the LARPers. Guess... Oh, LARPers. Right. Um, LARPers are going to make the uh, iconic Hawkeye suits. Mm-hmm. So that'll be that'll be cool. Yep, which I like that a lot. It's every cosplayer's dream to do something like that. Well, and also, I thought it was cool how the writers brought back the LARPers. Like, the, the LARPers were not just this one time, like, oh, I have to go do this embarrassing thing, like, is what Clint was thinking. But, like, Clint realizes, like, we can use these people. And, like, Kate is kind of like the mediator of, okay, how can we benefit them? Like, you know? That, like Kate very much has like that mutual like everyone must benefit from type type of things. And mm-hmm. Clint is very because you know he he was a solo worker for a very long time. Like like that's as he said he is he is a weapon, and he was glad he was used by the right people. Um, but that doesn't make him a hero, and so a lot of his like mindset just because of how he's grown and been through this is. That he he is very much a what is that lone wolf. So, I I I don't know. I think it was more so like there's things that need to be done, and there's certain everyone has their own set of skills. Clint's is very good at intimidating and like scouting and. He he was like, okay, let me talk to Kazi because I can I can do that better than uh what's her name can. Mm-hmm. Whereas Kate, she's good at talking to people. She'll just talk to them, get their help. She'll figure it out. I'm sure that's went through what's went through his head. Well, but when he shows up, he's kind of just like, why are all these people here? Like, what is going on? I didn't agree to all of this. But yeah, I can see that. Um, was what was what did she say was written on the bag? Uh-uh. What bag? Uh, with the trick arrows. Do you remember that bombshell? Um, bombshell. Is that a hint to something? I don't think so. I think it's just a cute nickname. Um. She's definitely not getting that bag that bag back though. Lana Baumgartner, also known as Bombshell, is a character in Ultimate Marvel Comics. She is a former supervillain oh, and ult- superhero. 
Who Andrew, used to that's rob the banks Ultimate Comics. Money. What's that's that the mean? Ultimate Comics. Okay, so Marvel did this thing where they made like the Ultimate Universe, and it's like completely edgy. They screwed up every single character in it, added some others, and Marvel realized mm-hmm. it was a mistake very quickly. And within like okay. two years, they ended up like removing the uh. Uh, they ended up removing the um, what's it called, the comics. Okay, this is a this is a different one. Uh, it says her name is Wendy Conrad, and she was okay. an assassin for hire, better known as Bombshell, who was hired in a late 1980s comic run to take down Hawkeye. Um, um. Hey, bombshell embroidered. It's just a nod, is what this yeah. this whole thing is saying, which is cool. Like, I don't know. Like, it it was very obvious. Like the whole bombshell thing. I was like, I feel like it it had to be going to something. I should really like do my research before I say something. Well, not even say something. I mean, because like my brain was just like doing this, and I figured you probably would have known. Like, if I just looked up bombshell Hawkeye. Like, I would have known this and been able to been like, hey, look at this thing that I knew. And you would have been like, whoa, how did you know that? But then I feel like that just gives away the whole dynamic we have here. That's true. Like, um, look at us. There was another thing that I thought was interesting, but it just escaped me. Um, Did it have to do with the LARPers? No. Trick arrows. Trick arrows, yes. That I only- thought that was interesting. I thought that was really interesting how he said that there's not a lot of trick arrows and it's really hard to make a trick arrow. But the trick heads are... There's a lot of those. Yeah. Which makes me think after every single fight, Clint goes back to the battleground. He's like, all right, let's take this arrow. Yep, all well, right. We, kinda, we see that with... um That happens in Avengers. Yeah. It, we see that in uh, like It's been happening for, since day one. Right. But... Just to kind of hear him say, like, it's hard to make these trick arrows. Yeah. So we just make the heads, and I hire someone to go out and clean up my arrows afterwards. Even though he didn't say that, I'm assuming they have someone in S.H.I.E.L.D. whose job it is to pick up the trick arrows. Yep. Or they tell Clint, pick it up yourselves. You'll well, get I mean, paid he has over trackers. He, he has trackers on all of them. Like as 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 we've seen his relationship with Laura, like they've got trackers on everything. Well, that Rolex is probably special. Well, but like the Rolex has trackers. The uh, trick arrows do. Yeah, because and he I'm knew kinda, where they were. I'm surprised that she like they never looked at the uh, trick arrows before. You know. What, what do you mean not um, or like, not trigger sorry the rolex like why laura like i'm surprised she didn't think of that immediately like when she like the suit was like she might have been like oh the suit was at this auction uh was my rolex there you know well she kind of wanted him home for christmas yeah now she and then everything got into a lot she's yeah. starting to realize that it's becoming less and less hopeful so she's like well while you're going to be late you might as well find this other thing for me yeah 
Um, so another thing that I guess backtracking a bit, which is really forward tracking, the um, parallelism to uh, Kate and Natasha, especially on uh, the rooftop scene. Oh, yeah. Like where he cuts the the rope. Yep. Like that was that was really powerful. Um, I thought that was good. But it also the, mu- the music came back too, by the way. Yep. That was really cool. I noticed that. Um I think he's just going poor Clint, he's he's going through a lot. You know, yeah. I okay. The the um the guy who plays Sam Wilson, the girl who plays uh, Wanda. Um, I think uh, the guy who plays Clint. All three of them made an Instagram post long ago, before COVID, saying uh, the squad who really just needs therapy but instead gets a Disney Plus show. <laughs> Oh, yeah. it was it wasn't Clint. It was um, it was a uh, Winter Soldier. That makes sense. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, Clint fits in there too. He just he needs a good therapist. Not even that. He just needs a break. He does. His body is broken. I mean, he's, he's having tired. to ice himself with frozen daiquiris. He's so tired. He's an old man, and I I really like that part of the show, like seeing a what being a hero does to the human body. Yeah, and I mean we kind of see it, saw it in Endgame too, like, or not Endgame, sorry, Civ- uh, I feel like we first start seeing it in Age of Ultron, um. Where he's just running. Well, the, the the big thing I'm thinking is in the the final fight scene where uh, what's his name is running off. Uh, Quicksilver, Quicksilver runs away and he's he like pulls back the air. He's like nobody went out. He just like does the whole talking yep. to himself thing. It's like that's where you kind of just start seeing like the beginnings of the. Okay, yeah, he's he's getting old and like crotchety. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but. That was more of a, like, oh, hee hee hee, we're funny kind of thing. Not really a, um, not really something where it's like, oh, that's a cool nod. Or mm-hmm. like, a, you know, that's him growing and. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, we good to go on to the first scene? Sure. All right. So, I hate Kate's mom. Her lack of willingness to, I guess, even just listen to Kate. Like, and she's just very like, no, I don't want to do this, blah, 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 blah. I like, 
like she's very one minded and like tunnel visioned on like the fam- her family being perfect in such when Clint is kind of the opposite and where he has the family and stuff that that works, but like he wants to be with it. And while Eleanor is like, she does not have the family that works, but she is very much with it, you know? Yeah. Um, so I really wish that Eleanor would listen to Kate at some point, talk about Jack, but maybe could she be in on it with Jack? Maybe. I don't know. It's one of those... It's... <sighs> Like, like she might she could, could, it, like she could be doing it for money or for, I don't know, quote, love. Like she could know everything, right? She could. And like the reason that she's just like, oh, I don't want to talk about it, is because she doesn't want Kate to know that she's known everything this entire time, until whatever plan fully hatches. You know. Maybe or <sighs> maybe Which... she just. I don't know. She's lost her husband. That was and, that was over fifteen. That was almost fifteen years ago. Right, but she only has one real family member left, Andrew. Okay. Like you can you can consider Jack family or not, but she only has one daughter left. She doesn't want to lose it. That's that's what I've been. That's what I got. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just I'm not a I'm not a fan of her. And it's not even a fan not a fan of her character. I'm just not a fan of her. The person. Yes. I don't even know. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. I mean there's got to be shitty people in order for our heroes to look better. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so what is... So Jack... Sl- Sloan was... Whatever Sloan was, that's just some money laundering front some for tracksuit. Yes. The tracksuit mafia, which Jack is the CEO of. Yep. Which means Jack is the either the head or a very, very large. He wouldn't be the head. He would be a very large person. Really, he would would be a funder of the tracksuit mafia. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially, he'd be the the bank. He'd be bankrolling the the tracksuit mafia. So we kind of see like if we go back to that was the first episode or the second episode where that was, I think it was the first, oh, I can't remember. um but where the auction yep that's the first episode so we have um the tracksuit mafia come in mm-hmm. um and pretty much just bail out the fact that Jack is able to get the sword um but what is what is the purpose to all of this is it because Really, just that Maya wants to kill. Uh, what's his name? Clint. Yeah. No, they uh, they originally. Or... Right, Ronan. 
but we we know it's Clint because we're the audience. Um, they wanted the Rolex in the first episode. For what might, reason, though? Which now, well, we we have some context. We know that whoever gets it is going to put a per a friend of Clint's in trouble. Mm-hmm. And they'll probably be dead. I don't know who that is. I'm trying to think who it could be. Don't know though. Like, um, I mean, like we all said, it could be Laura, but then like, I mean, could it be Colson or uh, Colson's Agent dead. Hill? Uh, Colson's dead. I feel like they've played that trick on us like three times. Okay. Like him and Loki. Colson's dead, dead. Okay. Depends on how you view canonosity. Because he's still... He, he's, he's alive dead. and what's a... Yeah. Alright. No, he's dead in... Well... He's both dead and alive in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's Schrodinger's Colson, okay? Oh, God. Okay. So, so when, when did Colson die? Colson died... In Don't Avengers. say Avengers. No. He did yes. not die in Avengers. He did die in Avengers. Then they used Kree technology to bring him back to life in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Project Tahiti. I Then, seasons later, he takes on the power of Ghost Rider for a hot second. Doing so, reverts the Kree technology, and he starts dying. And then he dies. Then, someone who looks just like Agent Coulson comes back. But then, he wasn't really Agent Coulson. He was just a bad alien. And dies. Then, we go into them jumping around the future, or the timeline, and they create a life model decoy of Agent Coulson. Who is not really alive, but he's also not really dead. So, that is the story of Agent Coulson. Yeah, that okay. So not Coulson. Uh, so what if what if it's Agent Hills? Like, what if it's connected to Hill or um, Fury or um? So we know where Fury is, right? Yeah, he's up in space with Captain America. He's up in space. Not with Captain America. Captain America's up there. He's on the moon. I don't think so. Okay. (laughs) Maria Hill is also a Skrull right now. So we can assume that she's up there with him. Yes. No one outside of Tony Stark had the capacity for space travel. Like that. Until now. Well. That'd be the Armor Wars. Which is much, much later. I think it's two years from now. We'll get the Armor Wars. Okay. But yeah, I don't know who it could be. Um. 
Laura seems like the only person I can think of. Or it's like a dark secret about Natasha. And revealing that would ruin Natasha's reputation, even though she saved half of humanity. That Arguably kinda, the other half, too. That kind of makes sense, though, that it could be Natasha's, because what's her name? Yelena. Like, that could be a factor into having Yelena being on their side. It could. Um... Just because, like, if, like, what say the watch is from, or is, I don't know. Natasha's? Yeah. Or, like, has something, or, like, what if it's, uh, Natasha's father, um, at, Axel, what was his name? Her, her dad? Her real dad, or her? Fake dad, fake dad. Oh. Hollywood dad. Um. Drakeoff. Drakeoff. I mean, yeah. maybe. But again, like... Think about the timeline again. Clinton and Nat were on the... Well... Clint and Nat... Split up. During... Um, Civil War. Or after Civil War, right? Yes. Clint and Ant-Man both make bargains to to basically be with their family, yeah, and be, be on house family. arrest. Yep. Um, that goes on the run. So, Nat would not want to endanger her, basically her adoptive family, by seeing them or communicating with them. I don't see when Nat and Hawkeye have a chance to talk about this. You know? Yeah. That's... That's fair. What? Well, yeah. I think we also have to realize wherever the watch, like, it was at the Avengers compound. Yep. Which means Clint may have had it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who it could be. Yeah. Or a big question. It's a big question that'll get resolved in the next two weeks. Whose watch is it, anyways? Oh goodness! Hold on, two weeks. Okay. Yeah. So. So next week we have Hawkeye come out, and then yep. we have the next day Spider Man. Yeah. And then the following week, we have Hawkeye's finale and Christmas. Yeah. Wow, so we're going to have three episodes drop next week. Wow. Are we? Yeah, because we're going to do our our 
our thoughts on. Um, I thought that was happening this week, Andrew. Are you lying well, to I our mean, audience of last week? Well, when do you want to record that, John? When do you want to record that tomorrow? We can do it today, after this. Oh. That sounds my brain like a can't, no. My brain, can't, my brain can't marvel for over an hour. That's fair. We can do it tomorrow. Yeah. So well, yeah, uh, <laughs> so we had two episodes come out last week, two episodes this week, two episodes next week. Um, John Wayne, don't go listen to the second episode that came out last week. And if you already have, I'm very sorry. I haven't. Okay, you don't need to listen to it. Why? <laughs> I'm worried now. I feel like I should listen to it. it we're going to look back in, in 10 years from now and be like, Andrew, what were you doing? Oh, no. <laughs> Oh no, I need to I, listen to this. I would like to say that th- that 13 minute episode <laughs> may end up being let me let me let me check our our stati- our analytics real quick actually. It may be one of our highest listened podcasts and I would not be surprised. Um just because it was for a very niche target audience. Oh um, no. And it was very very well um very oh let's see oh it's only have eight it's only had eight lessons okay so it's not for a niche audience <laughs> it well, is no, for it a niche audience, a niche audience <laughs> that we don't have we have a niche audience it wasn't well it was it was it was for it was it was a spoof it's great it, it, it was a funnies it's because i didn't have enough funnies in the in the in the podcast earlier, so I had I had to get together with some friends and record some funnies. Um, but yeah, all right. Now that's about that's about all I got. Yeah. All Sweet. right. Well, uh, thanks everyone for taking a listen. Sorry that you had to listen to me and John Wayne plan everything for the rest of our lives right there, but um, oh, actually I do have one thing I need to talk about. Or should oh. I save that for the Christmas the Christmas episode? No, I'll talk about it now. Okay. A couple episodes ago. <laughs> a couple episodes ago. As in, yeah. when we recorded live. I yeah. said that Iron Man 3 was a trash movie. Yep. I don't and I things about it are trash. Like the fact that the Mandarin was not the Mandarin and such. However, I have grown to appreciate the movie a little bit more. Oh, look at you. Um That being said, it is still a Christmas movie. It is. Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, or Spider-Man No Way Home, I hope is a Christmas movie, but I don't think it will be. Um, Hawkeye will also forever be a Christmas show. Yeah. So every year we'll watch Hawkeye and Iron Man 3. I, I guess so. 
All right. Well, uh, I guess this is farewell. See ya.